podcast. It's me, Mary Hannah. Me, Ayafa. And me, Wanipa. Woo! I feel like I haven't done an intro in so long, but we literally record every week, so I don't really know what's going on. My sense of time is so skewed. But, um, no, for real. Anyway, we hope you guys are doing so well and have been enjoying this season as much as we have. Um, today, we're going to be talking about mental health and anxiety and a topic that's like relatively pertinent to, I guess, like our generation and also, I guess, sort of like what's been going on with being in lockdown for over a year or almost a year now and, on, and all of that. But before that, we're going to pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for another time to talk to our listeners. Lord, we pray that as we speak about mental health, that you'll give us the right words to say. And we just pray that in every situation that you'll give us a sense of joy and peace and Lord, you just help us to just get through it, whether it's getting through a day barely or just excelling in all we do. Father Lord, let everything we do, everything we say be acceptable unto you and we'll just learn to lean on you and trust in you more and more every day. In the mighty name of Jesus, I prayed. Amen. 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 So guys, before we get into the conversation, we're going to start with a cute little um, icebreaker. Don't we love that? And I've got would you rather questions. So I've got a random I'm very excited. Okay, let me do this. I hope these are good ones. Okay, this one is like a nice primer. Would you rather wake up three hours earlier than normal or sleep three hours later than normal? So essentially, would you rather be tired when you wake up? Or, like, absolutely exhausted when you're going to bed. I think it's later for me. I'd rather sleep three hours later. It would have to be, like, if you know me, you know I'm not an early morning person at all. Like, if I'm getting up before 10pm, it's because I have to do something and I'm not happy about doing it. So, (laughs) I'm going to choose to sleep in and waste the day. Mm. Oh, I don't know. Because if you, like, sleep three hours later, then you'll be, like, tired and you actually hit the bed. Mm. but then mm. i also like doing things slow and like the earlier i wake up the slower i can do things during no, the that's day true. yeah i hear that but i don't i don't like long days so i'm gonna wake up wait <laughs> go to sleep later mm. no so i tried waking up at 5 a.m oh, wow. last week uh-huh. or this week for like a challenge for my youtube I gave up after go? two days. Two days after I stopped. Because I had an essay that I hadn't written and it was doing for the day after. I was like, I'm Dad. sleeping at 4am. I am not waking up at 5. Mm. Like, yeah, you've done five hours of your day and it's literally still the morning. Yeah. Sorry, it could never be me. <laughs> could actually never be me. Like, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, bro, like, get me at that 1pm sweet spot. Love it. Dave, Love I'm it. definitely a noon type of babe. I rather sleep never late. Real. I'm saying this um, as if my, my future job is not going to require that's what me I was to be thinking. doing early shifts. <laughs> and late life shifts too. That's the gag. It's okay. We enjoy Lord. the world that we're in. Jehovah Jireh, he'll take care of it. <laughs> the next question is, this is a good one. Would you rather be famous now and forgotten when you die or unknown now, unknown now and famous after your death? A famous now? Because I just feel like after I'm like the Bible says the dead know nothing. Like, what good is it gonna do to me if people remember my name, bro? Like, I don't care. Give me it all now. Like, I just want my fifteen seconds, my mansions, whatever. Period. I agree. You can't have money when you're dead. Exactly. 
I think it depends like what you're famous. When they talk about famous, is it, for me it'd be like famous meaning like I have riches or famous meaning like people just know me. Because I feel like the legacy of being famous after your dad can be like super encouraging to people. And so it's like you live on, but it doesn't offer me any benefit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. I understand what people say about legacy. I guess it just depends how you're like set up as a person. Yeah. Me personally. <laughs> she said I want the money and I want it now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to enjoy. Especially just because like, I'm just like, listen, like all the good stuff is really coming in heaven anyway, child. So who cares if they know my name on the streets? <laughs> Um, I've just got seen this one. This one is really good. Um, would you rather have the ability to be invisible to people of the same sex or the opposite sex? That makes me laugh because I have no opposite. <laughs> really? I see. She said she wanted to be a fly on the I wall. I hope to find a husband. <laughs> no, can't lie. No, because you I'm would be invisible all the time. You would be invisible all oh, the time. So oh, you like, can be. Invisible. Oh, you can be. Yeah, it said if you had the ability to be invisible. So that means you choose oh, it, I Yeah, presume. opposite. Then I'll be invisible at night. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do at night? No, do you, like, if you're walking in a sketchy area. Oh, fair, 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 fair. I can go yeah. for, like, late night walks without, like, running. <laughs> that's even, that's even <laughs> that's very so true, true, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, let me, that's so sad, though. But, yeah. No, that's actually so true. Pick the opposite. You'd be, do so, you'd be able to do so much as a, like, as a woman in life. Like, like you, you would freely. Okay, guys. So as we mentioned earlier today, we're going to be talking about mental health. So just as a content warning and everything, if you are in a fragile mental state, this may not be the best conversation for you. Um, we may or may not mention things like depression, eating disorders, suicide, things like that. So just want to get that out there. Make sure everybody is prepped for this episode. It was actually requested by a friend. Um, so, yeah. We really hope that you do enjoy this conversation if this is something that is of interest to you and safe for you at this time. But without further ado, let's start with our first question. So guys, okay guys, so I think the first question to open up the whole conversation would be how or have you experienced any sort of difficulties in your mental health um, that you'd like to share? I can start. Do I start? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can start. Um, Lord. I think first, mental health is something that everybody has, just like physical health. So it's inevitable for there to be good moments and bad moments because our health, so we get sick sometimes. And I think that's the same with mental health. I think the most thing, the thing that comes to mind quickest to me is lockdowns 2020. I think everybody was literally lost their head and I was definitely one of those people and it I wouldn't say that I was in a depressive state or anything I think self-diagnosis is not the best thing but I would say I think I was in like a very dark mental space like low space I think there's just a certain there's a certain mental environment that is like facilitated when you're not a lot when you're not able to like not only see people and see family but when you feel purposeless like when so our society attaches so much of who we are to what we do and even though we are mm-hmm. believers and understand that you know we in Christ we are a new creation a royal priesthood a holy nation all of that even without being able to like go to church and host connect groups and do sort of those sort of things it feels you can feel very purposeless and so it just sort of makes you feel like wow when the world comes to a stop at least that's how I felt when the world came to a stop like I have nothing to bring um 
And I think that's something that really affected me. And to be honest, to be very transparent, I wouldn't say I'm completely out of that at the moment. Like, just to be completely honest, we're st- I mean, I'm not in lockdown, child. I keep on telling y'all, Elena is open. Elena is open. <laughs> but but <laughs> it is wide open. But in terms of just like uni and this year abroad and everything, just feeling a bit purposeless, I think is how my mental health struggles have most recently been manifested. Thanks for sharing, friend. No problem. Um, I think for me, like, to keep it really 100% transparent, because, you know, we're all about sharing and that type of things here. I think my biggest mental health struggle that has been very persistent is my issues with my self-image and self-confidence and those type of things again I wouldn't want to self-diagnose and like say that I have any like a form of body dysmorphia or whatever but I have just been for the longest time in a ferocious battle with myself over the way I look that has at times been quite quite painful to deal with I think like at different times and in fact actually last year during the first lockdown was was the time that I kind of was probably most affected and I think that's because I wasn't out about doing anything so I had hours to just sit in my room and like look at myself and think about all those type of things and that was just it was really horrible and like had a huge impact on my relationship with God because I found Mm -hmm. myself getting quite angry with God I was like why would you do this to me and like if I was gonna look this way why would you make me so aware of it and so, yeah, I think that's been my biggest struggle. Um, similar to MH, I'm not fully out of it right now, but I have recently sought out support through therapy for it. So, you know, we're working on stuff, you know, getting better and all of that. So, yes, yeah, that's probably my main one. Mm, thank you for sharing. Mm, yeah. Uh, I would say, I don't know, uni just gives me stress. Oh, period. Period, though. And I've never, like, experienced, I guess, that, like, high amounts of stress because I'm quite, like, a laid-back person. Yeah. So, like, I've never really experienced that amount of, like, pressure Mm. from outside sources and, like, myself until, like, it was, like, first-year exam term. For just exam, second-year exam term wasn't as bad probably because I was by myself and it was online exams anyway. Mm-hmm. But then, yes, like when other people stress, it kind of feeds into you. Yeah. But no, I've just, it's kind of like a thing, like when the world stopped, I just reminded myself that my, like, descriptive words, like adjectives, aren't based on what happens outside. So, mm-hmm. like, for example, if, like, I had a bad result and like I wouldn't say I just started speaking positive things over myself so mm-hmm. so if you had like a bad result you wouldn't say oh I'm dumb you say that was a bad result and learning to detach things that are outside your control or things that aren't part of you away from you that's so good yeah so like if I feel sad I would state my feeling and understand my feeling rather than say I like own it for myself and say I am a sad person Mm. that's kind of how I've been dealing with stuff Mm. I love that me too I just want to touch on the the idea of stress as well because as you guys know like 
all three of us go to Cambridge and can't lie that place is a pressure cooker like <laughs> those who have experienced stress before have never, <laughs> never experienced never. stress like that before and I think for me as well like I've always been quite a warrior and I think everyone goes like oh I'm a perfectionist but literally my whole life like I have been that girl who always wanted to get 10 out of 10 in primary school do you know what mm. I mean and like I was able to manage it quite well in school because like I knew what I had to do and I just worked hard at and did it but coming in to do my degree it was like sometimes it feels like you're doing the best that you can and it's still not adding up Mm -hmm. and bro like the way like it just having deadlines and stuff would make me feel so anxious and I started to get this thing where like it's like in my head I'm saying to myself okay worst comes to worst I just will submit after the deadline and I'm like trying to tell myself rational things and be guided and measured about it but like I'll have this feeling in my chest which is like my heart is beating really hard and really slowly and I'm just like feeling so sick and anxious even though my head is trying to like calm down the rest of my body all I'm saying is the evil that place has done you'll be hearing from my lawyers once I'm finished <laughs> because like no for real yeah for in her real. memoir because <laughs> I think sometimes like especially I think we'll get into this as well the way maybe the church and especially older generations view mental health is like they think it's just you know something that you have control over or something you can just fix but like when push comes to shove like the when you're really being physiologically challenged you know and when you're it's like your mind is just running away and you you can't even get a hold of it Mm. like bro I relate with that heavy I feel like that when I I'm grateful that my parents are relatively like I can be relatively open with them about how I'm feeling mm-hmm. even though even if they cannot fully understand it all the time but like what you said about like you just have no control that's how I felt so throughout mm-hmm. lockdown and I as I keep on saying a bit still now it's like I know the verses like I have a whole yes. thing in my bible app for mental health that I've been collecting mm-hmm. for years but it's just mm-hmm. like in the ve- in like the very middle of like your anxiety or whatever it is it's like, I just can't grab it. Like, I just, it's like, mm, you real. just can't hold on to it's it. It's like out of your control. Literally. And so that's something Open that times I think... when you're like, even trying to sleep. Oh my gosh. And that time I'm like, bro, like, I'm just trying to switch off. I'm just asking to switch off, bro. Like, mm. why is it still here? Mm. No, it's I rough relate. In these streets. So rough. It's rough in these streets. Yeah, one thing that like, mental health, like when I feel anxious or stress like sometimes I don't feel it in my head but then my body feels it mm. so like during exam time one I just I, I can't eat when I'm like extra stressed and I just like there's always something wrong so I either get like a headache or a cold oh. or like something completely separate like a stomach ache or something so I'll, I'll be like this is happening to my body but like my brain doesn't think about it but then my body displays it mm. but another thing I really worry about like sometimes when when I'm like anxious or like not best place mentally, I just like switch off and detach. Like I show no emotion, like mm-hmm. nothing. And I don't know. Sometimes my parents are like, "What's actually wrong with you?" <laughs> my siblings will be like, "I think it's so grumpy all the time." Aww. But it's just like, I don't it's know. Not really feeling much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I I definitely get that. Like what you said about the way your body sort of changes around exam time because for me one thing is like when I'm feeling really stressed and I've been I've I've kind of had less of a tendency to do it recently because I've been very conscious about my health but there have been times where I've 
like stress eaten and for me because of the way I like felt slash feel about myself it's like I would eat and then that would show in my body because my body fluctuates quite a lot like I can see the changes and then I get really upset and down because of mm. how my body has changed yeah. and then that makes me more upset so I eat more and it's just one whole toxic cycle bruh and so if there's one message you take away with this don't do education kids <laughs> at the end of the day don't listen to your parents it's a mess no I'm kidding but yeah <laughs> but somebody before somebody emailed us like you told my child to drop out of school <laughs> Um, so we kind of touched very briefly on kind of how our parents or maybe older generations, specifically African and Caribbean cultures and even the church kind of perceive and respond to mental health. Um, but what are you guys thoughts on that? I just have a general thing that the older generations like to, they just think struggle is part of life. Oh, say it again. So, like Absolutely. If, if you have to go through certain things, it just like it's meant to make you stronger, or it's just like something you go through, and like the experience is part of life. But mm. sometimes, I I've always heard that other people's experience is like the best teacher rather than like your experience, and I think I'm just glad like my parents have like become more receptive to like yeah, these mm-hmm. types of conversations. Because and I, I think it's partly because you kind of have to like teach them, like if I'm like this, do not yeah. respond like that, even though that's how mm. other people would have responded like that, or that's how you were brought up. We mm. are not the same. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, for real, for real. Yeah, but I think I don't know. I feel like it's an, I guess an African church thing because I would say like the church I go to Cambridge, like, they very much prioritise and talk about um, mental health. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's very much, like, a cultural and age thing. Mm. But what do you guys think? No, I 100% agree. My parents, I think they think that I'm, like, a spoiled child. Like, my sister and I are spoiled. Because I'm, like, the things that you... Like, struggle does not have to be part of the story. Like, I'm not trying to, like, <laughs> sail crazy. through life. But if I can avoid struggle, and I don't mean, like, the Lord not testing us and we just want to sail through life and exploit people so we don't get to face no drama. I mean, like, things that can be avoided. You just don't want to avoid them. And I'm like, you see, that that doesn't have to be part of the story. But apart from sort of that whole thing as um, Iantha touched on, I feel like we have this perception, maybe as Iantha said, it's an African church thing, that, like, some of these quote-unquote ailments are, like, Western. Um, And I think because, not because we don't have the knowledge of it, I think it's because our society, at least Nigerian society, is very much predicated on shame, authority, power, that sort of thing. So, like, well, my parents will always say, like, oh, they had, uh, they would know of grandparents or uncles and great uncles and aunts who, like, lost their memory and everyone just thought, oh, it's old age, but it was probably just dementia. Do Do you know what I mean? But because there's such a stigma of calling things what they are because of the shame that comes with it that's that's the issue because it, it becomes things like no child of mine will be xyz whether it's anxious or depressed or whatever as if that reflects on you but i think science by the grace of god is teaching us that there are things that are very much environmental but there are also things that are just sort of kind of just manifest like chemical imbalances in the brain are what cause mm-hmm. a lot of like chronic mental ailments and so i think 
as Ayanfa also said, having that discussion is super important. Um, I think, again, it depends on the church that you go to, but I think it's really important to find a place, a church home, a church family that values mental well-being as much as it does physical. Um, Definitely. Because I think and that financial. makes it a little busy. Oh, yes. Oh. 100%. <laughs> we did a financial episode in our first season. I feel like one day we should soon return. We should, we should because more has since happened. <laughs> no really but yeah I think I think that's really important and I don't think like to listeners or to whoever I don't think it's ever right don't don't believe anybody who ridicules you for expressing your concerns about your mental mental well well being essentially I think it's so important to get that out and uh, Jesus is a healer but like Jesus is also he also had community like you know what I mean Jesus had his boys like he had his three boys so that shows that there is some value um, that is divine that in combining on other people and in having people in your circle yes. that you can be honest with you know yeah mm-hmm. no I definitely definitely agree with everything you guys have said I think um whereas my parents I think used to not really I guess understand the idea of mental health or just kind of wouldn't really approach it mm-hmm. now I feel like they they've definitely softened and grown and learned but I still feel like it can be a difficult subject because when I try to express myself I have a pretty open relationship with my mum especially but it feels like I don't know it just kind of feels like talking about it just makes them sad and they don't really know what to do with it Mm -hmm. you know what I mean which isn't always necessarily what you need they're just kind of like you know trying to suggest things when you know you just (laughs) <laughs> they just I don't know if they've got a full grasp on it and I guess it's it's in as they're hearing you know maybe what I'm going through or like what my my friends are going through and that type of thing they're also in a process of learning and unlearning mm-hmm. so I'm very aware that they they kind of have lived most of their lives not having any of these kind of discussions mm-hmm. but even for example when I told my mum that I was starting therapy through college I could see that she was very taken aback and it was almost like oh you going to this means that you're like a very like severe level of damage and it was kind of like very shocking to her even though like if I told most of my friends they'd just be like oh like I'm happy that you're doing that you know like it's not just something for people who are damaged quote Mm -hmm. unquote but they they very much see it that way um also in terms of the church to be honest like growing up in church it was never something that was even talked about which I think is like a huge like a huge lacuna because like if the church is meant to be about you know holistic well-being and like mm-hmm. how to live your life how are we having all these conversations without talking about like a major element of of human health and if we're talking about you know the body is a temple that can't just mean your physical health you need yeah. to be doing what you can to look after all aspects of your health so yeah mm-hmm. and and also this is not something I've experienced personally but like I have heard of you know instances where um, especially folk in the church are very much just like they don't believe in like medicines or therapy and those types of things and they're very much like oh just pray it away like you know it's just demons like <laughs> you can get over this like you just need to trust God more and then you'll stop being anxious about your life mm-hmm. I think that's a major major issue as well yeah I carry on from that what do you guys think about because I feel like sometimes it's like people quote like the power of the tongue yeah and they feel like once you say that you're anxious that you're basically proclaiming it over yourself or once you say you're depressed you're proclaiming it over your life 
And like once you've said it out with your mouth, then you've basically proclaimed it over yourself. But then also you, sometimes you need to say stuff for you to make change mm. or for it to be acknowledged. Mm. So what do you think? How do you think that can be approached? Um, I think the people who say that tend to forget the fact that Jesus was 100% human and 100% God. And I think when we look at the life of Jesus, we see that he was full of sentiment. The shortest verse in the Bible is Jesus wept. He knew he was mm. going to raise Lazarus. So why was he weeping from? Like he knew. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But so that means that there there is a God in his graciousness accepts the realities of our humanity. And I don't think we should run away from that. I think mm. when it comes to that verse about um, there's power, there's, what is it? Life and death is in the power, the power of the tongue. I think that's really important. Um, I wish I had found the context for that. But I feel like that's that says a lot about what we are declaring, quote, unquote, manifesting about our lives and other lives more than just acknowledging the reality of where we are. Mm. Do you know mm. what I mean? Um, yeah, that's my general feeling about it. I think to some, maybe it's there's a fine line between them both, but I think being honest about where you are, you can't progress if you're not honest. So no amount yeah. of just saying, I'm well in Jesus' name, I'm well in Jesus' name is going to stop the fact that you have depression or it's going to stop the fact that your hip is broken. You can say you're well in Jesus' name all you want, but right. if your hip is broken, babe, you need to go to the doctor. So like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like mm-hmm. we need to learn to separate those things. And God is God enough to rescue us from ourselves, even if we are proclaiming things. And direct us in this in right. the way that we should go. That's how I feel about it. I agree. I don't have too much to add. <laughs> yeah, I that's on period. Well. That's when Mary had a little um. <laughs> <laughs> there was something I wanted to mention um, that you said, Vanipa, that I thought was so important. Um, and I, it's how you said that sometimes when you speak to family, or as you said as well, I felt that you have to like um, essentially censor yourself. And I think mm-hmm. that's one thing that is, I, I find the most difficult, um, not just even with family, just in general, not only like, I, that's why I think things like therapy and counseling are super important because you get to meet a new face who you have really no loyalties to, who you get right. to just be a hundred percent, what you need, whatever you want to say. And so I really, really think it's important to have those sort of outlets. And I know that not everybody can have access to therapy. We're so blessed at our school facilitates that but well actually rightly consider they kind of do the devil's work when it comes to people's mental period <laughs> for real they cause the harm literally <laughs> so they better they better literally find a way to remedy it um mm-hmm. but yeah i think that's a really important point like having to censor yourself like if you're not being honest about where you are you won't be able to get better mm-hmm. and i think that that is very true of so many things in the church i feel like there's this perception not just even in the church i would even say like in african cultures especially in the older generations that if you just don't talk about some stuff you just like push it under the rug as if it doesn't exist then everything Mm -hmm. is fine and dandy and it's like you just keep piling stuff under the rug so much that we can't even walk on the floor anymore the rug is too (laughs) high like we need to pull out these things and address them and I think it really goes back to what you were saying Mary Hannah about this culture of like shame and honor and I guess like reputation and oh how is it gonna look if if my child is xyz or what if people Mm. find out that you know my child is you know quote broken in this way and it's kind of like they're worried about saving face for themselves Mm. Mm. I think that extends to even bigger things 
well, not not bigger but like dif- different things in the church for example you know um abuse molestation that oh, type yes. of thing that happens within the church it's like oh let's not talk about this because we'll bring disrepute on the church as a whole when really and truly like harm is being done it needs to be addressed in the open so mm-hmm. and i think that's why it's so important like to acknowledge that Jesus comes first because I think when we align ourselves to a church or to a family name, we feel this pressure to uphold it. The only name I'm trying to uphold is the name of Christ. Like that's really it. So like everything else, like, yeah, you'll be a con. I like, I'm not saying have no cultural consciousness. That's not what I'm advocating for. But if we're out here, like advocating for a family name or for the, for the platform of a church, I don't mean go and be like mean or gossip about it. But I mean, like, this is your life and this is your mental health. And these are situations that literally can be life and death for some people. So why are we focused about, we don't want X, Y, Z church to get this name or this campus to become that, or this family or this person to lose their position. This is somebody's life. Your position to somebody's life. Our priorities are all out of whack. And I think we forget as well, like really and truly like the only person who's not person, the only one whose perception and, um, thoughts about our life actually matters is god and like there's a verse in luke 12 i can't remember the specific verse but it says you know do not fear men who can kill the body and Mm. after that can do nothing else like fear god who can kill the body and then some you know what i mean and i think it's about where our priorities lie because um i was speaking to my elder one time and he said sometimes we fear men as if they're a god and then we treat God as if he's a man. And like you're so worried about other people's perceptions that you're you're concealing yourself and trying to mold yourself to what they think you should be. When really and truly, like if you're going through these issues, God has already seen them. He wants you to to come forward and help him mm-hmm. and like help yourself through him as well to seek the help that you need. So why are you trying to hide as if the one who sees everything hasn't already seen you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we just need to be honest with ourselves and just guided as yeah. well. Be guided. Yeah, I very much agree. <laughs> I sometimes we try to present perfection. Mm-hmm. Not like we do it to like like sweep under sweep things under the rug like Winipa said, but like sometimes we try to just lie to ourselves and present perfection to ourselves as well. Mm-hmm. And that can be really dangerous because like if you can't be truthful to yourself, who can wow. you be truthful to? No, wow. for real. For real. And that could be like just it could be like suppressing your emotions or mm. like there's you don't need to dwell in certain emotions where you know that they're negative for you, but being able to acknowledge them can do a lot of benefit. Because there's some things like where it's like I don't know I can't find the verse for the word like to banish all evil thought. You have to acknowledge that evil thought in order wow. to banish it. Yeah. And if you just pretend that it's not there, things creep up and it will keep coming again. Mm-hmm. So exactly. I think just and God Jesus has done what needs to be done. Yeah. Like so it's not a future thing. Like it's done. Mm-hmm. Like it is finished, and presenting perfection false perfection does no help to anybody Mm. because you'll be living a fake life yeah (laughs) you live a fake life you live a fake life and uh, who can help someone who's pretending that they don't want to be helped yeah Mm, mm. i just want to add to this as well because like while we've just been speaking i was thinking you know we're 
you know, rightfully giving a lot of heat to kind of like the church as a whole and the older generations. But when I see the way our generation is set mm-hmm. up currently, especially in, and I'm just going to say black corporate circles, the way everyone is trying to do this hustle and grind thing, put on a brave face, work 24-7 thing, like everyone is suffering and you looking mm-hmm. like you're not suffering is only compiling someone else's stress. And I think just this this idea that you always have to be hustling for something, you always have to be grinding, you always have to just be, you know, on 100% and presenting yeah. the best side of yourself is so emotionally taxing. Mm-hmm. No, and I, I just I just hate to see us collectively because I don't want to single out, you know, people or one's specific group because I think it's something I've definitely fallen into just this, especially when I was ACS president, I definitely felt a pressure to kind of always present like I had everything together. And I think um, having conversations with people who didn't really know me personally before but have spoken to me now and been like oh I'm so surprised that you're you're stressed you know like you seem to have everything together and I feel bad that I put out that perception because it's very far from from the truth mm-hmm. and and yeah I don't think it's something that we should be idolizing either mm-hmm. but sometimes if you like show that you don't have things together people think that you're not working hard enough that's the thing and that's the issue yeah you know? that's the issue no, I think it's it's so true. We glorify again. This comes back to the same thing of glorifying suffering. We don't. We mm. we need not do that. We need no, not no. do that. And I think this is something I am personally have just resigned myself to. I just have, like I think I'm not sure if this episode would have come out yet. I don't think I'm not sure if it would have. But when we had our conversation with our friends, the boys, um, I said something again along the lines of I'm not chasing the bag like why am I chasing a resource and I genuinely I genuinely believe that because I just feel like not even in corporate circles just in life and whatever it is we have this obsession with being like the best way that we can live a fulfilled life is by chasing a resource and it's like the resource enables us to do those sort of things like make memories that make you happy and you know Mm. travel places and meet new people that makes you happy and things like that but Mm. happiness is not limited to a Porsche a private jet, a holiday to the Maldives. Because I think that's like, we literally have to ground ourselves. Like you literally have to just be like, I'm not going to choose to allow this to define Mm -hmm. who I'm going to be. I like, that's what I had. That's what I have to do. Like I always say, I am literally a jobless youth. Like at this present moment in time, (laughs) I am a jobless youth. And I like, that's the sort of stuff that would make me feel like very purposeless. Because obviously, you know, Cambridge is like, as Winifa said, the pressure part of like, who's gotten this and who's getting that and I love to hear my friends stories about them um like doing well it makes me so happy because they're growing up and they're gonna get a new flat and I'm super excited to see that but then it's just like me I'm literally in my parents home like literally helping my mom redecorate that place like that's what I'm doing with my day (laughs) (laughs) um but then I just decided like I'm learning to decide like I just can't allow these things to like define me because if you reach Mm -hmm. it there's always going to be somebody better than you and I I don't mean that in a bad way but there's just so much we cannot all be at the top so I feel and that's like okay. That is okay. And that is so okay. I hate the word normalize because of the way Twitter has butchered <laughs> it, but I think we need to normalize just being okay in our individual calling. I think that will remove a lot of stress. And I think also to remember that rest is a biblical concept. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even God who does all like rested after he created this whole entire earth. Mm. And I think burnout is very real and is not helpful to anyone 
you know and I feel like if you're grinding so hard and striving for all these things and at the end you only have two years of enjoyment because you die at a young age god forbid Mm -hmm. what was it all for Mm -hmm. then you can't take your money to the grave you stored up all your treasures here you weren't thinking about god because you were too busy chasing the bag everybody has lost literally (laughs) you know (laughs) everyone I just think it's about reprioritizing your priorities There was another thing that I wanted to touch on that I have said a while back because it just reminded me of a verse and it's in Psalms 139 verse 4 and it says for there is not a word on my tongue but behold or Lord you know it all together and I think that comes mm. to the point of like not acknowledging where we are although the psalmist is saying that they can't even speak and God knows it it reminds me of a conversation I and I once had I think it was in first year it might have been in second year and how it was like we've come to the realization that when we pray that, God, I need strength or I need healing, it's not like God is scrambling around heaven asking the angels who's got, like, excess of strength or healing to help us. Do you know what I mean? No, like, it's already it's already there. And however we access that, whether access, excuse me, that whether it's through therapy or through prayer or through your church group or whatever it is, whatever the situation you find yourself, like, God has what is available to, like, he already has what is available to us, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so I think acting like we don't need it first of all, cheapens the fact that God does have it and the resource that he is. Um, and then it, as again, it doesn't, it doesn't help anybody. We're all, we're all suffering and we can't be who God wants us to be in suffering, not to make this a conversation about spiritual productivity, but really like mm. I can't be my best me and not even in a formal capacity. I can't be a good friend to the girls. I can't be consistent in the podcast. I can't be a good sister. I can't be a good daughter if I'm not acknowledging the fact the place that of where i am and not looking for the things to help me you can't give of yourself if you have nothing Mm -hmm. left to give definitely Mm. and i think also just when it comes to you know what are we as christians meant to do i know everyone has their individual purpose but like kind of sharing the love of christ is something that we're meant to do with you know the people that we come across in our everyday lives and I think there's something about being genuine and honest with where you're at that just can help reach the heart of people so Mm -hmm. much better than pretending like oh um I'm a Christian so I have everything together and I make this much money and I never stress and I sleep 10 hours every night you know what I mean I think showing people that real emotion and vulnerability Mm -hmm. is something that's definitely needed that level of openness Mm -hmm. can really show people the heart of Christ in a in a way that you'd never expect yeah and that's again not to say that you know if you're struggling with your mental health to just kind of let those feelings consume you and to not do anything about them for the sake of showing vulnerability it's just saying Mm -hmm. that having those things doesn't make you any less of a whole person and you shouldn't ignore the fact that they are there Mm -hmm. for the sake of looking great Mm -hmm. and so we've spoken about um times that when we felt um mentally down and we've spoken about the church and how other people might respond to it but how do you guys individually respond to it when you're feeling that certain type of way um to be very honest child one thing that I do (laughs) which I'm not advocating girl you already knew (laughs) you already knew you already knew I sometimes, it's just like my mind is not allowing me, like, I can't do anything. I can't focus. I'm just very overwhelmed with how I'm feeling, whether it's purposeless, whether it's hopeless, whatever the variation of it is. And I just sleep to try to get myself a clear head. But apart 
from doing that because that's not always the most realistic thing to do. I just think it's so important to open up. Um, but I think also just in terms of like if you're just on your own, as Ainfa has said, just saying positive affirmations. I think people find that so cringy and I myself do also find that very, very cringy. Um, but I think that's something that I just sometimes force myself to do. Or even just things like, I love me a bit of ASMR, chow. I am not afraid to say, I'm not ashamed to say it. They, um, what's it called? Abide has a little um, page on Spotify and they just read scripture over like the sound of water and rain. I said, yes, I do a bit of that. Another girl, she just literally like reads the Bible in whispering she just form. She someone crunching ice. <laughs> reads the bible and she's like reading god's promises over you to get you to sleep i'm like yes i'll take some of that mm, and that doesn't necessarily mean like i wake up the next day and i'm like yes i'm a cock of the world come on now but it's just like mm. it's something like even if i can't see the immediate benefit i know that my spirit will and so while i'm mm-hmm. doing the things like counseling and hopefully when i graduate therapy and all of that um I'm also trying to aid my spirit, even if I don't want to, because to be honest, like I'd be listening to the Christian ASMR and not reading my Bible and not praying. So like, I'm just going to be honest. Like that's just how sometimes mm-hmm. it, that's how sometimes it goes. Um, no, but that's, that's what I do. Just try to take it in even when I don't want to, because I know that it'll help my mm-hmm. spirit, even if, even if it's not helping me right now. Mm-hmm. I definitely hear that. And I would, I would really agree with that because I think for me, my knee-jerk reaction used to be when I was going through things, especially like last year, is that I would turn away from God and just be like, oh, why have you forsaken me? Like, mm-hmm. you can't do anything for me right now. I want nothing to do with you. And I think actually shutting yourself off and creating that distance is probably like not the best thing to do. And so I feel now, even if I, if I find myself in that place, I'm like, even if it just needs to be a very direct and and like, very raw and honest prayer where I'm just like god I don't know what's going on because I was even um looking for it in in one of my bible study group chats we were discussing um a couple days ago about um psalms 35 22 and it, it says lord you have seen this do not be silent do not be far from me lord awake and rise to my defense contend for me my god and lord vindicate me in your righteousness mm-hmm. um that type of thing just like I think that shows us that we shouldn't be ashamed to just really cry out and be honest with God. And for me, you know, some of them angry prayers really got me through because it was very like liberating and just, you know, I think that God already knows what we're thinking and feeling. So I think being honest with him is not going to harm you. If anything, it will be very therapeutic. Um, Another thing I would say, like also just to echo MH, I think it's very important to share and not keep things bottled up. Like if you're like me, you're the sort of person who like you feel like you're being a burden by telling mm-hmm. people what you're going through baby just tell somebody just anybody like nine times out of ten you're not doing too much and it will be so much better for you to like get it out than keep it in and of course seek you know professional services there's no shame in it whatsoever like mm-hmm. god literally gave these people the tools and the resources and even the like the scholarship of mm-hmm. like psychology mm-hmm. itself even that being a field didn't just spring up from anywhere. I think God has put in place things that can help people on this earth. So don't shy away with them for the sake of, of being like, Oh, by his stripes, I'm already healed. That's all I need is to Mm -hmm. declare it over my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same. One thing that 
um the ideas because sometimes like when I'm feeling really down I just don't like to talk mm. so I just write like sometimes you know when like you don't even know how you're feeling you don't know whether you're upset or angry or sad or worried like you just have like your head is just hot mm. <laughs> yeah so I just write it down yes. and mm. I think it really helps sometimes and sometimes I'll just be like I just have loads of emotion I'm just like dear god sometimes it's just like I start with like dear god like write write letter to god like mm. I'm feeling this this and this I don't know why I'm feeling it but this is what has happened and like it could be from this and then I guess God sometimes tries to it, he kind of helps you bring out what the some of the emotion is yeah. and sometimes just getting things to paper and and like mm. sometimes I, I I just write it up and and read it over like the morning I'm like is this logical does it make <laughs> sense is it rational and mm. so either I'll keep it in case it'll be of help another time or I just like throw it away and that's what I find helps as well as well as what you guys said about sometimes just saying it to some somebody so like my mum and my sister and my brother my dad sometimes (laughs) I won't leave I won't leave him out dads are a different story (laughs) I won't leave him out or Alyssa says something yeah but they're quite helpful Mm. and sometimes you don't always like want advice you just want someone to listen yeah 100% and just having someone to listen can be a benefit as well because sometimes when I'm in that place it's like nobody can tell me anything like and I don't really want you to tell me anything because sometimes it feels like when people because I think for example when when you feel negatively about the way you look people's knee-jerk response obviously is to tell you like oh no you're so beautiful but then it kind of feels like you're invalidating how I feel like just let me be angry about this right (laughs) now so I think like having someone who you know is just gonna be like "Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah, I, I hear it. it. I hear it. Active listening. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yes. Just the, mm-hmm, tell me more. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Mm. On the point of listening, just like to get practical resources, I've just found this screenshot that I took a while ago. Um, there's an organization called Shout, which is like text message help. Um, so if you Google that, I think it's like probably Shout Mental Health or something else. Like you can literally just text someone and they will connect you with a mental health expert that can just literally text through with you how you're feeling. I know the Samaritans in the UK does the same thing. Um, so I think those sort we of things. We should leave some links and yeah, numbers. in the bio. Yeah, we can definitely do that. Um, so yeah, that sort of thing, guys. It's, to me, honestly, I'm such a, like, those sort of things feel so cringe to me sometimes. But then it's just like, this is kind of my life. And I'm not, like... The reality is, like, living like this is not sustainable. Like, we cannot live our right. whole lives, like, hating ourselves. And we can't live our whole life. We, right. Or we shouldn't want to live our whole lives in depressive states or whatever if, whatever it may be, even when it feels absolutely insurmountable. And so mm. taking the step to just, you know, do one thing or just reach out, even if it's in a text message way or a notes page. I'm a notes page baby. I am a notes page baby. <laughs> like that mug has to be on lock like seriously mm. but Period. yeah password protected <laughs> all of that yeah no for real so guys we hope that you've kind of enjoyed the episode i don't know if enjoyed the right is the right word but i hope that you've taken something away i think if nothing else just to realize that going through 
struggles with your mental health doesn't invalidate your your christian walk Mm -hmm. it's not a sign of your lack of trust or faith in god and just to really take steps to to seek the help that you need and don't worry too much about what other people might think of that um Mm -hmm. but yeah thank you so much to our friend who suggested this topic and as always we really want to encourage you guys to let us know what you want us to talk about and and chit chat you know just answer a few questions and that type of thing um as always you can find us at let god podcast on twitter instagram and facebook as well uh go check out our playlist which we update regularly and yeah Thank you guys so much. I think we already posted, but I'm just going to say it again because we haven't said it out loud yet. Thank you for 1,000 Spotify followers. Yes. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> yeah, we really appreciate you guys. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out to the fans. Shout out yes. to But yeah, we will see you guys next time. Love Love you lots. Bye. Bye. Bye.